Noah's window. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday, and this morning we were reading in the book of Daniel in our one-year Bible, and there's so much there that's good. Uh, we're into chapter 6 today, which is the story of Daniel in the lion's den. So if you haven't read that in a while, uh, you should grab your Bible and read in the book of Daniel chapter 6 the story. But there, And there's so many things that just capture my attention. But as we're reading uh, early in the chapter, um, it's talking about how um, Darius the Mede had put uh, Daniel again in a, a place of great responsibility and because he was successful in everything he did. But, you know, this was not a, this was not a God-loving, God-worshipping government that he was involved in. But when the other administrators became jealous and they wanted to find fault with him, I think there's a statement made about Daniel that I, I think just speaks to my heart because it says, and this is jumping in in verse, um, I think it's verse 4, towards the end of the verse, when they were looking for reasons to accuse him. It says about Daniel, he was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And what really captures my imagination is he, he, wasn't, in, he wasn't serving in the ministry. This no. wasn't a church. But even in a secular environment, he was always responsible, completely trustworthy, and faithful. Well, Daniel was a Jew, of course, and I think beyond it being just a secular environment, I think um, a lot of the Jewish people would have regarded it as an enemy an environment. Enemy, right? uh, Daniel is late in life here. Um, he was taken into captivity as a teenager by the Babylonians, and now the Babylonian Empire has now fallen, um, and the Medes and Persians rule. So I don't know how old Daniel was here. We, we, we talked about that this morning in our private devotions. I think he could have been uh, no younger than 70, and he could have been as old as 90, uh, because, again, the Babylonian Empire has already exhausted itself, and God has now judged them for taking the Israelites captive He's judged them with the Medes and the Persians. What what really stands out to me here is that Daniel was serving them. There's a verse in the New Testament that we talk about a lot that, you know, where the Bible says, whatever you do in word or deed, do for the glory of God. In fact, the New Testament also tells us that even if we serve an employer who's not a believer, we should do what we do as though we were serving the Lord. And I think Daniel did that. And, and that's just such a testimony I think, um, and being in a hostile environment, I think there's there's a tendency um, for Christians today, I think, to just cave in mm-hmm. and, and go along. It doesn't say he went along with any of the wickedness that they were involved in, but it does say his character. This was about his character. Yeah. He was faithful. He was responsible. He showed up. He was on time. He, he did what he was charged to do, and he was trustworthy. And I think no matter what job we're given to do, if we are faithful and responsible and trustworthy, that speaks well of the God that we serve. There's so many things that stand out to me in just what we're talking about today. There's no way in one knows when we could talk about everything, but there are a couple of things, Mary Alice, I'd like to bring up that maybe they may, they may be seen as side issues, but I think they're pretty important. One is that it's what's said about Daniel in Daniel 6 is very similar to what's said about him in, in chapter one. So again, mm-hmm. he may have been as old as 90, but here he's a teenager. And the Bible says when he was taken to captivity by the Babylonians, chapter 1, verse 20, whenever the king consulted him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them 10 times more capable than any of the other magicians and enchanters. Another text tells us that Daniel had an excellent spirit, and the king saw that. So it stands out to me that what he was when he was young, he was still doing when he was old. And all the 
years of being in, in, in pagan environments as he was with the Babylonians and now the Medes and the Persians. It had not gotten his, his eyes off God. Right. And he was still bringing his A game. And you sort of see that in the Bible. I mean, you see that in the Old Testament in Joseph when he's in Egypt, mm -hmm. you know, and you see it, you know, in Abraham where he's in difficult environments, but he's still giving his best. So I believe that's a great, a great thing for us to think. We need to give our best always uh, in any situation, any environment that we're in. And as we get older, it's very important not to let the ugliness of this world change us. Right. You know, Daniel could have just said, you know what? I'm not in my home country. I've been taken away captive. Now I'm in my second captive regime. What am I, why am I bringing my best? But he did. And he, he was a blessing. And, and as we see also in chapter six, there was a point where Darius, I think, from what I know about Darius in history, he had been a very successful general who had become a leader. Uh, he would have he would have been looking for people that had that military discipline. And even though Daniel wasn't, you know, a military, I, I think he, he really stood out. And we saw in chapter six that Darius wanted to set him over the entire kingdom. Mm -hmm. So Daniel was still bringing his A-game. But the second one is even bigger. And that is when you look at the book of Daniel, and all you have to do is read the first six chapters of the book. What you'll discover is that Daniel was having an enormous witnessing impact on these pagan kings. And I believe, we talked, you and I talked about this in our devotions, I believe Nebuchadnezzar got saved. We see that in chapter four. I think we'll see him in heaven. That's amazing. This is the king who oversees the empire that takes the Judeans, the people from Judah captive, and yet I believe he gets saved. Look at his language at the end, well, at the beginning and the end of Daniel chapter four. And then look at Darius's language after Daniel comes out of the lion's mm -hmm. den. So, you know, <laughs> Daniel is having a, a salvation message given to these pagans. And it starts with him doing his best and doing a good job and earning their respect. Absolutely. And and he always went given opportunity distinguishes who his God is. He does. Yeah. And and we can talk about that some more tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's just great. Well, I love this story, but it does remind us for all of us who walk out into the world and we're surrounded by people that are non followers of Jesus Christ. It does remind us to be our best. Mm -hmm. and, and if we're, if we have a job to do, you know, there are, I don't, forgive me for breaking the sense, but every once in a while, someone will, will tell me, you know, I work in a secular job, but oh, if I could just work at the church. Well, I, I think that's a noble ambition, but I think a lot of times there's two misunderstandings that go along with that. Number one, those of us who work at the church, we, we have problems we have to deal with every day yes. too. You know, our jobs are complex and troublesome, and sometimes we don't, don't know the answer to these things. But the second thing it tells me is that a lot of times I think people misunderstand the opportunity mm -hmm. of serving in a place where people don't know the Lord. It's a great opportunity. It is a great opportunity. And uh, one more thing I was just going to throw in there because you've always said, uh, referring to Daniel bringing wisdom, one of the reasons that he rose up through the ranks is because he brought God's wisdom mm -hmm. into a pagan culture. And, and you've always said the principles that God teaches make things work. And one of the, the fallacies of the current system, the secular system, is what they are promoting and the methods that they are teaching, they don't work. They don't. They, they bring uh, failure and in, in, uh, in pain and suffering. And so when you bring God's wisdom into any situation, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rise to the top. It's a great insight because the Bible keeps saying that in the book of Daniel. Mm -hmm. you know, that God, had, God had given him the spirit of excellence, the ability to interpret dreams and those things. Well, as we think about the day ahead of us, I'm just hoping that this will be an encouragement to you to put on this character that God has given us to as we represent him, whatever the environment are, that you're going into. And as we do that, Mark, could you lead us somewhere? Father, we do need this because we get kind of 
we just get an erosion that takes place in our lives with the ugliness of our world. But help us to remember that even though the world is ugly because of sin, we are ambassadors for you and you are working through us. So help us to bring our best today, wherever we are, if we're working in a difficult place with difficult people and a difficult job, help us to remember that you're there. Your Holy Spirit is there to help us and equip us for this day. And may we bring our best so that somebody will see Jesus in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. And I hope you enjoyed this study. I'm loving reading the book of Daniel. I hope you'll get your book out, your Bible out, and read the book of Daniel. One of my favorite books in the Bible. Yes, I so much the there. So I hope you have a wonderful day. And we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. God, God bless. bless.